Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. A warm welcome to the World Grand Prix Daily. It is day four in the books, halfway-ish through now. We've managed to get the entire the second round done. And uh, we're actually recording this at a half-decent time. Uh, we could have been recording it even earlier, but the final game decided that it wanted to go to a five-set. Of course it did. George Noble was refereeing. Uh, Jonathan Eaton and uh, Jack Coffey Carwood alongside you, as always, to talk through... Uh, are not necessarily a dramatic night gob. Two of the games are very dramatic, but also the other two games saw some extremely good performances. Yeah, mixed bag in terms of, of what we saw. Some very comfortable wins, some very close and edgy wins. Um, this side of the draw is wide open, though. Is it, though? Is it? This is the big question. Is right. it action? There's a semi-final spot up for the, there's, a, there's a semi-final yeah. spot up for grabs <laughs> let's put yeah. it that way yes definitely very a semi-final so. spot up for grabs but they will be playing you'd expect Gerwin Price and what is great about this fact that we'll go through obviously the whole night but the two players that really put a really solid performance in are playing each other tomorrow and the two players that haven't put in a well not say decent performance but came back or will take it to five sets play each other again tomorrow so it's going to work out really quite nicely but let's go through the night uh, Gob and there's only one place to start, and that is with the world number three, who could be, I'm not just doing this just to annoy you, he could be the world number two if he wins this title by the end of the week. And in that form, appreciate Van Gerwen's in the other side of the draw, but in that part of the draw, there's, I can't see anybody stopping him if he's on that form. He beat Kim Hybrex 3-0, and he beats him relatively comfortably, I thought. Yeah, he looked good. To, to be fair, I, I don't think Kim played badly. This isn't me no. sticking up for someone that I thought has, has been in decent form and is in need of a couple of wins, but I don't think he played that badly in Dublin, to be honest. I just think Gezi was superb tonight. There's, there's not a lot more you can say about, well, about that. Um, 
Yeah, every I, I, chance, every moment, every time Kim got an opportunity or or pushed a set, Gezi pushed him back and, and he did special things. I think I think what happened was is that so let's go through the game as itself as as, as a whole. Price started off really well, uh, leaving thirty one after nine to big good. He then took his sweet time to uh, to actually get over the line. I think maybe if Hybrex actually hit one of those two darts at a double in order to win the te- uh, to win the actual uh, leg, we could have been having a completely different conversation with the way that he's been playing. Um, but uh, alas, we're not. Uh, it is what it is, and then each of them break the th- each of them hold the throw for the next uh, couple of legs. You know, price uh, prices it once more, high prices it twice, and then we get through to the final leg, which wasn't great in that first set. Uh, but then price manages to go and get the job done, wins it through to the second set, turned the match completely. Hybrex from somewhere out of nowhere for a kickoff. I think he hit a one o. Was it a one o five? If memory serves me correctly. Um, that was to hold his throw in the first leg. I'm just going to go double check here on uh, on Darts Data on uh, Live Darts Data because they're they're always great and they always know what uh, what was involved in it. Um, it was uh, one hundred nine to win the first leg. Uh, yes, it was one hundred nine. Please excuse me. Then though, Gob, the the game changer one seven one from Price with high breaks on one twenty can't get the shot out, can't get a, a double. He then goes and pings in the champagne shot one three two on the ball lets out a roar that I could probably hear in Solihull here. Uh, and then he goes and pings out a one four eight for the, for the second set. And he didn't even need to go for it, and he still did it. And I think that sort of broke Kim's heart a little bit. Um, and in that third set, again, finishing off 91 on the ball. Magical stuff from, from the Iceman, who is starting to look good in a double format. He's now matched, if you like, what he has. He's matched his best ever performance at the Grand Prix. That's an unbelievable set to to fight back as you like from there. After Kim looks like he's settling in, it, it just completely knocks the wind out of Kim's sails. Um, world of trouble from there. Um, <laughs> I've said, just said it. He looks good. He looks very good. He looks comfortable. He knows which doubles he likes. I think of the players on tour, he is one of the more most specific players on on where he wants to finish. As it is, he will attempt to go tops. He will completely leave the bottom left-hand corner alone. He likes tops, he likes 12s, and he likes 18s. And he, he uses that to his advantage. Because he spends so much time just throwing at those on, on tour as it is, I don't think it's that much drama for him to then have to, to pick a start at Dublin to be possibly confused about any of that. He's just gone for it. Word on Kim, though. Like you say, you need a couple of wins to try and get back into it. I appreciate Playing against Kim, uh, playing against Gilman Price is not a great thing for you in the round of sixteen. Um, but that that area between thirty, I'm going to say thirty-five and forty, is really really tight, and it's not too far of a jump up towards Max Hop on thirty-two. A couple of more big wins, not necessarily maybe on on the Pro Tour, or maybe if you qualify for the Slam or something like that, uh, or or a couple of wins maybe at the, at the Ladbrokes Players Championship Finals. Something like that would really keep uh, getting back up there. And if he gets towards that top 32, and if he gets back into the top 32 this year, I think he's done very well, personally. Yeah, yeah. He, he was one of them. That obviously, he's, he's changed equipment manufacturer and, and all that sort of thing over the year. Um, different management as well. Um, I think if he clings on to that, he, he was in a bit of a free fall, let's be fair. Um, mm. He is finding a bit of form again. The new dart seems to suit him. He's one of those that has been playing well without getting results which is possible in this sport. We set about quite a few players. Um, 
but like, yeah, he he just needs a couple of results to get himself going, kickstart, and, and prove to himself that he can still compete at the top level as a professional dart player. I, I think he's got it in him. Um, it just depends how long it takes him to kick on and and keep moving through the gears, if you like. Big win note for Gavin Price. He manages to win 3-0 against Kim Hybrecht, looking good in the Boyle Sports World Grand Prix. Here he's chatting with Phil Bars after his win. Gezi, congratulations. You were disappointed with your performance after the round one, but today, much better. You must be happy with that. Yeah, step in the right direction anyway, but you know, I slipped up a couple of points in the game, and you know, if you want to win tournaments, you, I think you've got to be squeaky clean. You, you need a little bit of luck now and again, but yeah, if I can scrape up or one of the two doubles going out, and one or two coming in, then I'll be difficult to beat. 3-0, there wasn't a lot coming back towards the end of that game, were you just in complete control? I wouldn't say it was a lot coming back, but I thought I was playing really well. I knew Kim was scoring all right, and if I just slipped a little bit, then that's when they punish you. But you know, I thought that I played really, really well there, and just put him under a lot of pressure. Like I said, I don't think he played bad, it's just I was just a little bit better. Looking ahead, Jeffrey just won quarter-finals, he's coming to a bit of form as well, it should be a good game between the two of you. I hope not, I hope I'll be brilliant and he <laughs> plays rubbish, but yeah, like I said, as long as I can, it's just, I just concentrate on my game, as long as I can get off and I think even today, once once I got off, I was scoring really decent, so I think if I can hit those doubles early on like I have tonight, then I think I'll be alright. Quietly pleased to lose on that Euro tour because everyone was going on about this great big streak you're on heading into these majors, but it broke it. So did that reset you almost? No, I would have loved to win that one as well. <laughs> I mean, I was five-one up and, and I lost six-five. I mean, that's the worst worst-case scenario, or even five-nil up and losing. But you know, fair play to Devon. He played fantastic to come back and beat me in that game, and then went on to win it, which made it even worse. But yeah. I, I would love to go on and win that and win this. I, I like to win everything, but you know, losing's not, not part of me. Where you're playing at the moment, probably the best player consistently. Your name on this title again, or for the first time, sorry? Well, for the first time, I, I, I'm rubbish in this tournament uh, and, and in the match play. I don't, but you know, hopefully, you know, in the next couple of years, that can change and I can start playing well in well. I've been playing well in this, but especially the match play as well and pick up some more ranking points and yeah hopefully I can get that number one Gezi congratulations cheers cheers bro. a man who looked just as good as Gezi until it came to hitting the winning match double was Ryan Joyce tonight and I cannot believe I'm sat here about to tell you that, that Dave Chisnell is into the quarterfinals because until that final set or until that penult, that final leg in, in the fourth set this was Ryan Joyce's all day long I, 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 I don't know where to start. I really don't know where to start with this. I literally I actually, cannot comprehend that Dave Chisnell won this game. Literally, if, if, you, if you played that game 99 times out of 100, the way that it was going, Ryan Joyce wins that game 99 times, 999 times out of 1,000. I actually, in, in the middle of the game, I actually put a bet on him to reach the final. I'll be honest with you. I thought he's looking very good. At one stage, he was 40 to 1. I almost got him at 40 to 1. I actually had to sell at 28 to 1, but I lost to 10. Well, I lost 20 quid because I put him on each way. But I, I, I actually can't fathom this game, God, because he won the first five legs and he was looking absolutely brilliant. It took him, I think it was 19 legs overall in the World Grand Prix for him to not hit a double on the first turn. That is ridiculous. I think just because he's so laid back. 
<laughs> <laughs> of, I'm not being disrespectful, but in the past, we've seen him just give up on legs because he's too far gone or, or just doesn't have the motivation. So I think as mad as it is to have that characteristic about him, he's so laid back. He's just like, I'm going to hit a double. Yeah, I'll pick that one. Yeah, that would do. It, his, doubles, his range on the double 16 corner of the board was absolutely superb through the entire tournament. Yeah, but he goes and I think the thing is that we saw signs of this, I think, in the second set where he sort of let Chizzy back into the game. It was a complete weird end to that second set, it must be said. Uh, second set was just a complete and utter nightmare for Joyce because here's a 1 3 1, leaves double six, leaves double eight, one of his favourite doubles on the board. He then goes and busts his score on 16. Chizzy can't get in. And then in the end, he takes him another couple of darts to go and win that double and, and win the set. Now, to me, Chiz, I think, threw a bit more confidence, threw a bit more flair. And I think he threw a bit more freedom because he thought, well, sod this, the game's gone. He even says in the interview that we're going to play you in a second. He thought the game was gone. But seven match darts, Gob. Seven. You put bracket... If you, if you saw that on the video printer for games... You'd actually look at that and you'd put seven brackets, seven in capital letters. You cannot yeah. miss that many darts for a double to win a game, pal. No, no that's unbelievable. And it's, it's Joyce's debut. It'll, it'll learn from it. I, I, I still don't get how he managed to go from being so comfortable in the game to, to missing seven and then losing that that final set in three <laughs> 0 To be honest, how it how it turned that quickly. But as as we've said numerous times, and as the commentary said, and as people have said on on social media all week, that's the beauty of set play. Yeah, by it Dave is. Chisnell winning set number three, Ryan Joyce then went three legs away again, and he had to go through the motions and build his way back up again. And Dave just held it together, and that's not something we've said very often about Dave Chisnell. By the way, he likes his tournament. Mm. Two-time finalist, I think. Yes, you are right, yep. Yep, two-time finalist. But he's not a man that you normally associate with keeping your calm, nerve and bottle about yourself. No, definitely not. But you look at the score, you look at the, the, the telling stat, obviously 12 or 27 on, on the outer ring finishing for, for, for Cheers, 10 or 35 for Joyce. You can't go 10 or 35 in a game and expect to win um, and expect to win it. You know, legs play, it was 12 legs to 10 in the end. That was the only one, you know, that was the scoreline for the winning. Uh, and that was incredible, really. Um, great comeback though from Chiz uh, to get into the quarterfinals. Obviously, the Joyce collapsing the headline, but for Dave Chisnell, he's now made a quarterfinal once again of the World Grand Prix in a position where, let's be honest about it, people thought that when he was playing Glenn Durant, he probably wouldn't win. Let's be let's be frank about it now, and he's now, you know, two wins away potentially from making. Uh, another final for the second straight year he would then well he wouldn't jump anywhere he wouldn't jump over anybody but if he won this tournament he'd jump back to number seven in the world now is it time for Chiz to actually finally go and prove the doubters wrong because he was a bit cheesed off when Phil spoke to him last uh, you know on, uh, on Wednesday night about the fact that the game's not, you know, the game's not, uh, that people are saying he's a 15-time uh, winner of the PDC, in the PDC, et cetera, et cetera. Is it time for him to finally go and reach the top of the mountain and maybe, just maybe lift that televised title? Mm. 
I mean, he looked really good at the Euro Tour last week. Yes. Up until the moment he lost, but that is the problem, right? Dave Chisnell looks very, very good right up until the moment he loses. And obviously now he has to play every night. There's no rest games in between. There's no there's no off days. Mm. And, and that's going to be the worry. The fact that set play means that he can switch off a little bit more, as we've said. But I just... The the problem is that he had, to win it, he's going to have to play most likely without dis- being disrespectful to the rest of the field in the mood and in the form that the other players are in. He's going to have to beat Gezi and then Michael. That ain't happening. <laughs> I'm sorry. A semi final. A semi final. Because even if he beats one of them, yeah. I, I don't see him winning the following evening because he's so Jekyll and Hyde of his performances. And it will take such a good performance to deliver to beat one of them to then go and beat the other one on the following night. I think it's just a step too far for him. You look at this, by the way, just before we go and hear from him. You look at the way that Chiz has always been playing and all that sort of stuff. Thing is, as well, if he is playing Michael Van Gerwen, he has that. He he has a lot of he has a lot of performance. He has a lot of. Uh, players under his spell but Chizzy he's completely under his spell he is he is uh, he just rules the roost over him pretty much really and that's the problem there as well yeah just a massive mental block before he even gets on stage and then you're at the same point that Devon is like for different reasons Devon was because Devon started talking before the game and then put more pressure on himself Chizzy will be going into that game if it gets that far knowing how poor his record is knowing how much that every dart and every opportunity comes his way, he has to take. Because even in the past, when he's got out to leads or, or when he's chasing, if he's missing them opportunities, they're what's cost him. By now, he's literally lost in every single scenario you could possibly imagine against Michael Van Gerwen because he's missed opportunities. And the minute they turn up again, if they meet each other, I'm, I'm just not sure he'll get over that. But. That's that's for another day. Great comeback from Chisnell, surviving seven match starts. He was like a cat with seven lies. He was almost like a cat with nine lies. But in the end, he gets the job done. Here he is talking with Phil. Dave, huge congratulations on the quarterfinals of the Ball Sports World Grand Prix. You had to survive some match starts, but you must be over the moon right now. Listen, uh, I am over the moon. You know what? I should not be in this tournament now. I should be packing my bags, getting up to train, going on. But I didn't give in. And I wait for my chance to come, and it came. And in the last set, yeah, I could see him struggling a little bit when I took that first leg. And then I just, I just like, just don't, just try and get off. I couldn't get off my first three darts. That was my downfall today. Do you feel those match darts were playing on his mind in that last set? Maybe, maybe. It does that. It does. It does that. Say I've done, I've done it loads of times. But the lad will learn from me because he's a great dart player, and honestly, he's beat world champion Peter Wright. He should have beat me, but luckily for me, he didn't, and I just, I just, I just get through. That's all I can say. <laughs> Is it nice that you've had a little bit of luck for a change? Yeah, ten years, sir. Wait, ten years for that bit of luck. <laughs> but it's not only me going up, doing what he did today, 180s, 180s, which he did, 140s, 134s, and missing six, seven, maybe eight. My first every year, I played Alan Tabin here, and I went up, one set all, two all, and I missed 13 match darts and lost 2-1. Ten years ago, <laughs> so finally I've got some some of that back. Because those match starts have gone against you today. Do you feel you can free roll for the rest of the tournament, knowing that you probably should be going home or should have gone home? No, I don't think I free roll. I've got to play the winners of is it Joe Cullen and Johnny Clayton. Yeah. Three great that plays. 
they'll probably do what he did tonight, score out the legs and get off off, off the start. The under and twelve off. I'm just gonna keep keep my focus and keep playing. That's what I did tonight, and it got me through. Looking ahead, this could be a real big statement with Dave Chisholm, couldn't it? If you could go one better than last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm here for to go one better. I've always said it. You need a bit of luck in darts, and then to that tonight, it was my luck. Pleasure as always. Thank you very thank much. You, thank you. Moving on then to our third game, and this is our last game of the night. I'll be honest with you, Gob. I thought that we were going to have a nice early night with the way that Joe Cullen started this game. Then the ferret was like, no, 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 we're not. <laughs> you are going to be watching this for a good while. And I'm glad in the end that it did because that was one of the best games I've seen on the Grand Prix stage. Absolute class. Great game. Yeah, it was just back and forward, wasn't it? Every time that a player missed, the other one punished. Um, there was a good tempo to the game as well. I thought they both just they just got on with it and <laughs> were just going to slog it out and see who came out on top. There was no mind games. There was no tactics or, or gamesmanship or anything like that. Just two professional dart players up there to play a game of darts and they delivered. It certainly did. Uh, obviously, Cullen goes, uh, I think he was the first two sets. I think it was 6-1. Um, it was at the end of that second set. And you're thinking, oh, God, right. Well, Cullen's come out firing on here. And then I think what changed the game for me, I'll be honest with you, despite the fact that, you know, he hit a 130 during that, um, during, during the second set, I thought the game changed. Obviously, he's 2-1 up at this stage um, is, is Cullen. The game changed for me. First leg of the fourth set. Cullen misses two darts at double eight and uh, well, double 16 and then double eight goes inside on both. Clayton then finds out of nowhere the 108. That with triple 18, Shanghai on the 18th, that was mint. Yeah, massive. I think he's not the most extrinsic. Like, you, you can't see that big reaction from Clayton, but I think that was massive for him. It, it just fired him up a little bit more. It kept him in the game. It, deflated Joe at that moment a little bit because everything was going Joe's way and that was like that was almost like the punch back wasn't it that, that was the big mm. response and it kicked him on for a little while certainly did obviously get the fourth set done and then it was breaks of throw all over the place every leg of that final set was break after was 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 uh, had the throw broken and you thought that that game just swung the pendulum the pendulum was swinging from one way to the other it was like a blooming it was it was like gladiators to be brutally honest, with the way that pendulum was swinging. Um, but in the end, Cullen comes through. Um, we'll, we'll talk Cullen in a second. A word on the ferret, though. Another crucial loss for him. Um, these are the moments where we expected, we wanted to kick onto that top 16. I appreciate it's a heartbreaker. I appreciate it's a close game. I appreciate it's against a player who's of similar ability. But if you want to be in that top 16, you've got to be back in that top 16 and get back to the Masters next year and et cetera, et cetera. Those are the games you've got to win. Simple as plain as that. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Like, well, I started slowly, the world to fight back into it. Uh, we'll be disappointed to lose it in a, in a final set. And again, I wouldn't have begrudged seeing that one to go to clear, as I mentioned yesterday. I definitely think that should be considered for the format. Um, but yeah, he's, he's another player where I, I know you can only have 16 players in the top 16, as, as obvious and as stupid as that sounds, right? And they're mm. constantly talking about different players being at that level and are they good enough? And 
you can't really see many dropping out of it and the established players that have been there. But if, if Johnny wants to push on and really be at the back end of events, that was that was a game that he needed to get over the line in. But by contrast, that's the sort of game that Joe Cullen has been losing. Mm. Where he, where he's led, he's had opportunities, somebody's fought back and he, he's been the plucky loser. To get over the line in that will have done masses for Joe Cullen. It's huge. Absolutely huge. And I'll be honest with you, no disrespect to Chiz, and I appreciate Chiz is higher in the world, but if Cullen was offered a quarter final against Dave Chisnell right now, at the start of the week, I reckon he'd have bitten his hand off for it. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Well, A, it guarantees he's in the quarter final, and B, like, yeah, like you said, without being disrespectful to Chiz, he's, he's playing some good darts, had a good run at Euro Tour, but there are far there are players that have had better years than him in that part of the draw that aren't any longer there. Totally agree. And this is a huge moment for Cullen. Is this the moment where the rock star kicks on and potentially goes and wins a TV title? He's three wins away from doing so. Here he is talking with Phil. Joe, many congratulations. Booking a place in the quarterfinals of the Ball Sports World Grand Prix. A little bit nervy towards the end, but just aren't how you're feeling for us. Yeah, it's, it's always it's always going to be nervy, you know, final set decider and going to the last leg as well. You know, no matter who you're playing, it's even more nervy, you know, playing a close friend of mine. But like I said, you know, to uh, in previous interviews, you know, as long as my name's got the W side of it, I don't care. When you tune that up and Johnny's playing as poorly as he was at that point, do you feel for him a little bit? And you, is it hard oh, to keep your concentration? No. You, you can't feel you can't feel for him at all, you know, because Johnny's. A class player, you know, he showed last week in the Europeans. You know, he showed many a times he's been to a, you know, TV finals and things like that. And if you feel for them, you know, they'll, they'll you know, they'll stamp on your throat. You know, there's, there's no sympathy in this game. But like I say, I think I think Johnny worked his way back into the game rather than me letting him. I, I don't feel like my level dropped much to be honest after two sets. I, I still felt I was playing okay, but Johnny just you know improved you know vastly. We saw at the end as well, big outpouring of emotion. How much this means to you? Yeah, it's, it's just more relief. You know, it's. No matter who you play to win a last leg, last uh, leg decider, it's it's just more relief. It's it's nice to you know let something out you know on stage you know it, you know it does it does mean a lot to me. You know it's um you know it's been my life for you know quite some time now. Just touching on that, is this your best run in the World Grand Prix now? And we've talked about Joe Cullen going on and winning TV titles for so long. Is it about time that now happens? Because you, we know the game's there, but is it frustrating for yourself that it just hasn't quite clicked? Yeah, it definitely. It's you know. It's, it's frustrating more that you know, it doesn't click at the world, you know. <laughs> I'm hoping that this coronavirus, you know, they'll have it here in the Rico or Milton Keynes, you know, I think I must be the only player that doesn't want to play at Ali Pali. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is frustrating, but I, I, feel, I feel like I'm getting better and more confident, you know, and I've been so relaxed all day and I felt relaxed on stage, you know, up until probably the last couple of legs, but I felt relaxed all day, so it's good. You said during lockdown that you struggled, <clears throat> you lost motivation for darts. What got that back and now is it as... Back, is it back to where it should be your levels? Yeah, we just bought a new house. I need some more money. To be <laughs> honest, you know a lot of it's gone. You know, you know, spending on the on the house. So you know, you know, I've got I've got a young family, and you know, I want to want to provide for them. So you know, we're all in it for the money. But it's you know, if I, if I can lift the title on Monday, which I, I you know I feel, I feel really confident I can. You know, I feel like I'm playing well enough. I'm relaxed enough on stage as well. You know, maybe, maybe the. Um, Normally I like the crowd, you know, and I'd, I'd wish it was here, but maybe, maybe that's playing into my hands a little bit, you don't know. Dave Chisnell next as well. He survived a huge scare tonight. Did you see enough that you can get at him in your game? No, nah, to be honest, it's whether I was playing Chizzy or Ryan, um, 
with a double start, it's, it's, a, it's a real leveller. Like I've, I've said, you know, before, if you fail to get away the first three, you know, you're chasing the whole leg. So a break's not actually a break in this unless you actually get away. So it's like I say, it is, it is a leveller, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, me and Chizzy, you know, we spend a, quite a bit of time together. You know, today he's a funny guy, so you know, I'm, I am looking forward to it. Yeah. Joe, pleasure as always, mate. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you. Cheers, Phil. Cheers. Okay, final game for us to talk about this evening. And it's another pretty routine win. In fact, probably the most comfortable win that we've seen at the tournament. Whitlock against Dobes, Chisholm against Durrett in the first round. But 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 I also in this talk round about... over over yeah. five sets. I think yes. this is the most convincing performance we've seen from a player. Right? It's it's not out of this world. It's not over a ton average. But Jaswan did everything that he needed to do at the right moments. He did, he did, Marco Van Gerwen, didn't he? To do the right things at the right moments. Simple as plain as that. I thought Jeffrey, in particular in that first set, really kicked on brilliantly. I thought winning that first set comfortably, 3-0, jobs are good. And you are really then basically expecting that you're putting the pressure back on Clements. Uh, you know, cleaned the first set up in just 46 darts. Not a bad way of doing it. And broke the throw twice. The only crap thing about it was the fact that he took 20 darts to hold his throw in the second leg. But I think, well, I think the heartbreaker was second set, magical one two nine, final leg of the mat, uh, final leg of the, of the set, magical one two nine for this one, sets him up on double eight, hits it, goes three two ahead uh, and wins. Well, goes three two, wins the set three two, and goes two nil ahead. And then the eighty three was great in the third set, and then to end the match, got on a twelve on a double twelve for a ten dart break of throw. That kicks off, first of all, that's stones. And secondly, and more importantly, that is a morning shot to Gerwin Price. That, yes, I'm an alternate, but I'm still here and I am going to push you all the way tomorrow. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's a good performance. It's a clinical performance. That final set was one in 40 darts. <laughs> not bad. For a double, <laughs> for a double a in good. double L. That's, that's not bad, good. is it? So, yeah, an excellent performance from Jeffrey. The back door final is still on. Yes. <laughs> um, how we feel about that and prize money and that will be a talking point long after this tournament. But the back door final is still on. Um, and fair play to him and Whitlock for making the most of their opportunity. They both performed very well. Um, it's not a performance we exp- I expected from Jeffrey, though. I'm going to no. be honest, his, his professional form of late has, hasn't been very good. We've been talking about how much in trouble he is in terms of qualifying for things and how he's been free-falling. And Obviously, he missed out on this originally because he'd fallen so far. Um, but <laughs> like you said, he's, he's got the call-up, he's got away with it, and he's, he's making the most of it at the minute. Um, a word on Clemens, though. We've had a bit of a stinker here, haven't we? <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah. Not a good performance from the big German, is it? No. Uh, look, big moments. You know, big players need to step up in big moments. You know, Clements, if he'd have won tonight, not only would have gone to world number, well, German number one, but he would have been the provisional, I think, if memory, if memory looks at it correctly, he would have been the number 30 seed provisionally for the world championships now so he would have had a bit of he would have had a little bit of room to play with because he's made he made a quarter final of a tv event so 
you look at that and you think, Christ, it's it's moments like that that you have to put yourself in. You have to win games like that if you are going to go on and become a big name in the sport. There is no doubt in my mind, God, and I'm sure you will agree with me, that Clements is absolutely superb. Absolutely yeah. superb. Well, you've seen it on the pro tour. He's, yeah. he's done bits on the floor. And, all right, he's another one who is still relatively new to his professional career. But at the same time, he's been in this situation a couple of times now and he's he's not really making that big impact that we're expecting from a player who has already won on the floor. Yeah, agreed. But hopefully for him, he will need, he's going to get, we're going to get something from him at another TV event. But Jeff Rudeswan is making the most of his opportunity, like Simon Whitlock as well, who is an alternate. He's come in and he has smashed the big German off the board to make the quarterfinals of the World Grand Prix for the very first time in his career. He's also still on the hot of the heels of Danny Nopper for the chance to be the Dutch partner as well, Gob. For, uh, for for Michael Van Gogh at the World Cup, which wouldn't be a bad effort for him. No, I think that would be a good result from him, considering the form he's carried of late, of, of the last four to five months, to be fair. And um, interestingly... He's playing some good darts, and if, if Dezor managed to overthrow that, that would put him in good stead for the back end of the year. Interestingly, if he wins tomorrow against Gerwin Price, he will be Michael Van Gerwen's partner for the World Cup. Big moments for the Black Cobra. Here he is talking with Phil. Jeffrey. Yes. Huge congratulations. I can tell by the smile on your face. Mm. You enjoyed that this evening, didn't you? Of course I did. You know, uh, to play that like that, you know, and that 10 darts in the last leg, you know, the feeling was there. I was flying. And the confidence that I get on stage, and yeah, it's brilliant. Did the result a couple of days ago, has that given you the confidence back again? Because that's the most comfortable that I think you've been on stage for a long time. It was, you know, because I'm struggling this year for a long time and, you know, to beat yes, uh, two days ago, uh, Jamie Hughes and, you know, it was just like playing like that. It's giving me goosebumps, you know, and uh, I'm looking forward to the next game as well. Did it remind you of the old times when you were beating Michael Van Gogh on the stage and everything like that? Definitely, definitely, because you know we're capable of what you can do and if you're not doing like what you're performing like a couple of like last year or the year before and then your mentality is struggling a bit and now I think if I'm, you see I'm back again. Looking ahead it's an interesting tournament because the seeds have just tumbled all over the place into the last eight. Do you know feel confidence and game-wise you can go and win the ball sports World Grand Prix? Well I don't want to say it like that but the confidence is, is like I can say that I maybe can win but you know, the first opponent is maybe Gurren Prize or Kim Hyrex. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, who's coming next and what, what the next game going to bring me. Also, now you're only one win away from overtaking Danny mm. Noppet now. You've, don't you've, say that. Don't <laughs> say that. I don't want to get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what you said there, is it extra pressure? You, I know you say you don't want to, but it's obviously there in the back of your mind that the World of, Cup is up for grabs. Of course it's in the back of your mind, but I don't want to think about that. You know, I want to think about winning the World Cup Prix and then getting next maybe the World Cup you know um, I don't want to get nervous to reaching the semi-finals to reach the World Cup you know and that's what I've gone, gonna have to do 
and just looking ahead, it's going to be a busy time in the next six, seven weeks. Mm. It's a good time to rekindle that form, isn't it? Of course, you know, if you're going to get a, that confidence like what I played today in the next couple of tournaments, you know, yeah, great things can happen. Jeffrey, pleasure as always, and wish you all the Cheers. very best. Thank you. Thank you. Jeffrey Deswan talking through his victory tonight against Gabriel Clemens to Phil Bars and as again as if by magic and as if we almost set this up it's time for the Phil Bars take here he is on the line inside the bubble in Coventry um Phil it actually feels weird talking to you on the same night that the darts actually happened with the last few days of action how are you I'm good, and for the first time, I can actually say good night, gentlemen, no, instead of good morning. Good evening, <laughs> yes. Hello. <laughs> um, things we do to deliver this top quality darting content. Look, if, if you want to be the best, we set the bar high at the end of the day, and we produce content every day where other outlets just pick and choose. Not, not, not on our watch, boys. Not on our watch. <laughs> well, I, I can tell that Phil Bars in a shots-firing mood tonight, and I'm very excited for this. Uh, I think let's go. We, we've touched on all the performances tonight, uh, Phil, but I thought tonight was actually pretty damn good. I thought that every, I thought that the players that that came through most of them anyway deserved to come through apart from Chisnell we'll come on to him in a second Price though outstanding 100% just a damn good night of darts is the thing um, Price showed why he's up there as one of the best in the world let's not get into that debate just yet I'm sure we will later um, but yeah no look he was he was mint the one seven. The one seven one and then the one three two, the one four eight. It was just fucking box office, wasn't it? It was. It was brilliant. Uh, also, I'm just I've thrown this out there to God, but I'll throw it out to you as well. Reminder, of course, that he could go to world number two if he wins this tournament. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, not bad for the um, fourth best player in the world. What's that? Sorry. But not bad for the fourth best player in the world. Oh, God's sake. <laughs> You're going to have to admit this one day, Gob, that if he wins this tournament, you're going to have to admit that he is the best player in the world. No, I'm not. It's like winning the snooker shootout and then saying you're the best snooker player in the world. It's a completely different format. It barely even counts. <laughs> but if, but if, but if Peter Ride won this, but if Peter Ride won this tournament. Look at me, I've tournament. won the six red tournament. No. If Peter Ride won this part tournament, of me, though, would love to do a podcast on the 1st of January if he lifts the Sid Waddell trophy. <laughs> <laughs> if he lifts the Sid... Oh, God. If he lifts the Sid Waddell trophy, I would love to do a match. I would love to do a World Championship daily on that. But unfortunately, we can't look ahead that far at this moment in time. If he lifts um, the and- Sid Waddell trophy, I'm off. You can do next year on your own. <laughs> <laughs> we will hold you to that I can uh, right. put up with you two as it is without fucking every single episode of next year's podcast <laughs> reminder that every year every time that Gary Price is the world champion just to remind you every single time uh, I've threatened to retire four times in the last two weeks you boys are going to have to work bloody hard just to keep me at this rate <laughs> and I'd just like to point out that Peter Wright is now third on the FDI rankings Gob Third, Blendel man, come on! Peter, come on! What fuck are you playing at? You've been crap for weeks. Yeah, there, there, there's a common denominator in this. What's he started doing again? Changing his darts, very quickly. 
<laughs> We're just throwing barrels out here, gentlemen. Uh, moving back to the darts very, very quickly. Moving back to the darts very, very quickly. What the F happened to Ryan Joyce? That was the collapse of that was a collapse of England cricket proportions back in the nineties. Yeah, no, you would not believe what I'm watching on TV while we're recording this. Go on. <laughs> Solanke playing in an England ODI squad. Wow. Oh. That was from what, 2002, <laughs> three? I keep forgetting. How did he ever get picked for England again? I don't know. Wharf, Solanke, Flintoff, uh, Strauss has just pulled off an absolute worldie of a catch against the West Indies. <laughs> was that 2004 Champions Trophy then? Might I have been. no idea. I've just. My sky doesn't give accurate descriptions. You can work that <laughs> the reasoning out for yourself. It's <laughs> almost so 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 as bad as Gary Ballant's playing for England in an Ashes series. Well, Ooh. that's a very good point. It's a very good point, <laughs> to be fair. But going back to Joyce, though, that was a bad collapse. Uh, yeah, look, he showed his frailties, but, and that's the reason why he hasn't won as much as probably what his ability is, because that happens when he's on, like for the first two sets. Magnificent. However, the last leg of the fourth set and the last set was absolute car crash. Well, I mean, we talked about this, didn't we, Gob? And basically saying that how the hell is Chisnall made another court final? This is what he does. Yeah, the same with Simon Whitlock. These boys are just going to be around forever because they just keep doing shit like this when they drop out of form. Um, yeah. Yes. Definitely. Uh, moving on to the final other two performances that we haven't talked about. Great game, I thought. Excellent scrap between Joe Cullen and Johnny Clayton, Phil. And Jeffrey Deswan putting a performance out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah, look, I thought Deswan, that's the best I've seen him looking probably about a year. I'd and say it's amazing what, what... I'd say since what's the match play in 2018? Arguably, yeah. But it just shows you what a result can do. But that first result, he shouldn't have been here. He was here. He won. And it's just elevated him again. I'm really impressed with the Black Cobra this evening. And then Cullen as well. Brilliant stuff from him uh, to come through a classic. Great game. Great game. I thought for the first two sets, Johnny was off. Joe was on. And then I thought Johnny raised his level, got back in. Joe's level didn't drop. He was still around the 93 average for Dublin, which is decent. But um, then the last leg showed absolute kahunas in a last leg shootout where everybody was breaking through like there was no tomorrow uh, in that final set it was ridiculous um yeah. right let's talk about performance of the night then and we will discuss that uh pb you can go first tonight you can go first on performance of the night who gets your coveted award the co- most coveted award in darts uh, my performance of the night goes to the black cobra jeffrey Deswan. interesting Price was sensational, but we expect it from him. Where mm. Deshwan didn't think that was going to happen tonight. And kudos to him because I thought he was just magnificent from start to finish. He bossed Clemens and today, today showed back to revert to type, shall we say, Clemens on a stage. Could have, uh, oh, could have gone into the top. That big. 
You can't deal with, I know I've always said don't let facts get in the way of an app, but you can't let, let get facts at this, at this point. Could have gone to the top 32 in the world, could have been in that position where he would have been provisioned under 30 for the World Championships and get that second round, get that first round by, which is crucial. But no, fair enough, there's one, it's not a bad shout. Gob, are you, I, I presume you're going to be sick with, there's no way you're giving prize performance of the night. I'm going with Clemens. <laughs> to, to lose to lose three legs in six minutes takes some doing, mate. <laughs> to own, well, against Sheffield as well, as well. Like I personally know you can lose four legs in six minutes against that man. So to only lose three legs in six minutes is some performance. I'll give him that. <laughs> nah, Joe Cullen for me. Yeah, absolute slog. Great battle against Johnny, and that's the sort of match that we've been saying for weeks and months about Joe Cullen he needs to start winning when he's got the opportunity to and he looked like it was slipping away from a little bit um, but that, that final set was solid from Joe um, great win from him good performance and there's no reason why he can't push on again now right this is a tough one actually because I want to go to Ryan Joyce this performance the night to, 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 to not hit a winning double in seven attempts is some going as well um, nah I've got to do it. I've got to go with the boy. Gerwin Price gets the uh, performance of the night for me. That 171 and the 132 was outstanding, as was the 148. The 93 finish on the ball was brilliant. The raw particular PB, when uh, he, he roared for the 132, like I say, I think I heard that one back in Solio. It was yeah. it was loud. Yes. <laughs> right. Moving on to tomorrow super saturday i'm calling it just because i can uh quarterfinals uh is on best of five sets once again first to three uh in the world grand prix dirt van divenbode the albergenius takes on the flying scotsman gary anderson just kick us off tonight gary anderson on first what the f uh david chisnell uh, david chisnell i don't know why i'm calling that but why not Dave Chisnell against Joe Cullen. Michael Van Gerwen against Simon Whitlock in the primetime slot. What a surprise. And then Gerwin Price against Jeffrey Desbuan rounds off the night. Uh, Gob, what is the quarterfinal that you're looking forward to the most on that little list there? Uh, it's James Wade, Michael Van Gerwen. <laughs> oh, shit. He lost first round. What a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> or or should, well, should have been James Wade, Christopher Tyski, really. Let's be fair, but you know, nightmare. Well, Merv absolutely um, destroyed Wadey. Come on now, let's not let's not take the mick here. <laughs> well, me take the mick. I never ever nah, take the never mick. Never do that. You never do that. And now that we're taking the mick so much, I've forgotten the lineup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> going well. <laughs> Is that what you're and trying to do? Dark. You're trying to just hold fire on that one so you've I'm got the lineup. I'm literally line just trying to spin it out a bit longer. When you go to live dark state, it's literally got Gary versus Dirk, Michael versus Simon. If you go the next day, Michael versus Simon again. So um, I'm going Michael versus Simon. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. All right, that'll be good. That'll be a good game. I reckon. Uh, well, I reckon. I, I, Simon loves this format. He's been in the final before. He's playing well. He's making the most of this opportunity. Admittedly, in the past, I think he's tend to struggle against Michael, and that's being generous. I'm not sure it's a matchup he particularly likes or thrives on at all. But if he can get in the way he's been getting in in this match and put Michael under pressure early, Simon's got a chance. Remember, of course, what happened last time those two met on a te- on a television stage. Correct. <laughs> PB. 
three one three one three one three one. Is that your is that your time? Is that your time of the uh, of the uh, uh, of the night? Uh, which one do I think? No, I think the first one is fairly one-sided. Dave Van Dyke is going to smash them off the board. Yeah, you're right. Completely agree. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think what I think, I think the tongue eaten. <laughs> I think the second. I think the second one is the closest matchup in yep. Chisnell and Cullen. I think, yeah, because either of them could completely drop their bottom bigger than Ryan Joyce any moment. Well, yeah, look, Ch- Chisnell was... Let's, let's not bang up. Chisnell was horrendous in spells tonight. Oh, first two sets, he was dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. It was literally snap central. Oh, 100%. I'm not, I'm not going to come sit here and say that Chisnell was any good. I don't think he was. But um, he just took advantage of a man who just capped his pants. Simple as plain as that. Yeah, after, after you after called it Snatch Central and not referred to it as like the red light district or something, but let's carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I think I think based off what I saw tonight, I'm most looking forward to Price Dijuan based on what I saw this evening. Interesting. Um, I'm really looking forward to that one as well, actually. But I'm, I'm, I think I'll go with Chisholm against Cullen, purely and simply because that is a semi-final there for, to, for one of them. And admittedly, OK, you're going to be playing, probably going to be playing going Price, no disrespect to Jeffrey, but Price in the form of his life at this moment in time. Uh, for for Chisholm or Cullen to make a semi-final of a World Grand Prix, that would be excellent for them for a kick-off. You know, Joe Cullen, if Joe Cullen wins that game, he goes above... Uh, he goes into number back to number seventeen in the world. He'll take over. You'll uh, you'll beat Adrian Lewis, who's just dropping down the rankings like a stone. Bless him. Um, but he would go to number seventeen in the world. And if Jeffrey wins it, then he'd go and be the. Uh, oh, sorry, Danny Noppert. Yeah, he would go above Danny Noppert. Yep, correct. He would go above Danny Noppert and be the World Cup partner. But Dave Chisnell as well. If he were to win it. Uh, and win that game tomorrow. It's another bit of a bit of a gap between himself and Dimitri Vandenberg. He'd stay in number ten in the rankings and really look to try and challenge in that world championship race. And more importantly than that, as well, look at the tour card race next year. It would really help him, wouldn't it? He'd actually go to provisional number seven above Glenn Durrant, making a case for the Premier League potentially. I'm just going to put that out there because uh, we've had the discussion so, on Twitter are you today. Using the P word already. This well, do you know what? Over yet? Yeah, but the thing is, is that this is what I love about this time of year. Dragged because... on longer than an Agatha Christie movie. Yeah, have you, not, but... have you not read the rules? From September, the PL is allowed to officially be used. Yes, well, that's the thing. But normally, the PL is finished awesome. in fucking May. Yeah, I don't, I don't break the rules. I just it's enforce them. Yeah. Yeah, but my point is this, Gob. When you get to October. In the when you get to October and the back end of the television majors, the prick, the P word is allowed to get used. As got as, as Phil has said, M word is rules. not the TV title <laughs> events, not majors. <laughs> uh, actually, Barry called it a major, and everybody on commentary has been calling it a major. Rule number one: Barry is always wrong. Uh, no, that's a massive lie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for kickoff, uh, right? Uh, Barry's definitely always right. Definitely, definitely always right. Hopefully, we get some fans back in some works of events soon to uh, hopefully give him a bit of a boost um, after obviously his uh, recent scare with COVID. Although he looked like he was better the other day on Twitter, though, boys, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think he might have been bored back home in Brentwood 
Yes. Uh, and on that bombshell... Hey, if the big Don can do it, then the big Bazza can do it. All right. Yeah, very true. And on that <laughs> bombshell, it's lovely and it is time to end. Uh, thank you very much indeed, Phil Bars and Jack Gobby Garwood, for a, 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 an end to a Grand Prix daily that just spiralled out of control where we talked about Vikram Solanke. Has he ever been on a podcast before? No. Will he ever be on a podcast again? Probably not. Uh, what have we learned tonight then here in the World Grand Prix? Well, we've learned that Gerwin Price is actually pretty good at darts, isn't he? Uh, destroying Kim Hybrex really 3-0. Very, very comfortable game. Uh, he moves into the course of finals where he will play the Black Cobra. Jeffrey just won, who as well destroyed Gabriel Clements. Uh, completely embossed that game from start to finish. The backdoor final, as Dan Darts Dawson has said, is still on as uh, he beats Gabriel Clements 3-0. In the other quarterfinal lineup that we learned tonight, Ryan Joyce misses seven brackets, seven brackets, uh, darts at a double to win the match. Dave Chisnell takes advantage of it and wins the game by three sets to two to make a quarterfinal once again. Last year's runner-up is still in the tournament where he will play the rock star Joe Cullen, who was good, bad, and then good again and Clay, against Johnny Clayton, who was bad, good, and then bad again uh, in that final set. 3-2, Joe Cullen beats uh, Johnny Clayton. And this is how the quarterfinal lineup looks then for tomorrow. Dirk van Dijvenberg against Gary Anderson. Dave Chisnell, Joe Cullen. Michael Van Gerwen against Simon Whitlock. And Gerwin Price against Jeffrey Dezouan. Join us, onlinedarts.com. Throughout the day, we will give you our day five betting tips with our friends over at Boyle Sports. And, of course, we'll be back with you for a live blog. 6.45 in the evening for Super Saturday for the quarterfinals. I'll have the report out for you. You can read our report from night four right now, which features all the reaction uh, to uh, the night's uh, darts with Phil inside the bubble. All the YouTube videos are there for you. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're there. Online Darts TV. So that means you don't miss a video at all from inside the bubble. And make sure, of course, you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search Online Darts on any one of those platforms to find us there. We'll be back same time tomorrow for another podcast where we will know our final four. The World Grand Prix is hotting up. We're down to eight. Who will be the World Grand Prix champion in Coventry on Monday night? We'll be closer to finding out tomorrow. Take care. Have a great weekend. We'll see you tomorrow. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.